0: Be a two bell day. It's a two bell sterling beer day. Hey, uh, a weird game this weekend the Indianapolis Colts at Nashville playing the Titans. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about what the Colts need to do to be victorious in this game and why it's so critical that they are victorious in this game. They have got to win this game. You lose this game, the path to an AFC championship becomes very, very murky. I mean, extremely murky. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about what Jonathan Taylor needs to do in this game. We'll talk about what the defense needs to do in this game based upon historical precedent to be able to compete in this game. We're going to talk about Indiana football. They've got Rutgers tomorrow night. We'll talk about the Pacers. They've got the Spurs tonight. Can you, before we get to it, can you name a single member? Of the San Antonio Spurs? It's a pretty good question. It, it's a bit... I mean, it used to be, okay, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, right, Tony Parker? You could kind of... Sean Elliott, you kind of go down the list. Now, who led them in scoring in their season opener? Good luck coming up with that name. There there are a couple of, of names on that roster that will jog the memories of uh, and not so distant memories of Indiana basketball fans. We'll talk about that. And Christian McCaffrey dealt from the Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers. Did the 49ers get fleeced? We'll talk about that. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, October 21st, 2021, or 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Here's the deal at BUSR you talk about a sign up bonus. You go to BUSR.com slash Kent, and, and you sign up and make your initial deposit, and you get a sign-up bonus up to, uh, and it's 150% sign-up bonus in free play up to $2,500. $2,500 of free play? Are you kidding me? How can you afford not to sign up at BUSR.com slash Kent? Hit the subscribe button. Make sure we're oh so close to 9,000 subscribers. Hit the like button. Ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to donate, donate. And whatever your comment is and whoever you are, whatever you're stumping, we'll announce it. And if you got a question, I'll answer it. Let's talk about sports and let's talk about the Colts and the Titans coming up on Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock on CBS4. Morning, Howard. How are you? Uh, Colts, two-and-a-half-point dogs in this game to the Titans. You know what? As you look at it, and and you look at like the ESPN matchup predictor and that kind of thing that analyzes statistically how these teams match up against one another and who should win it, it's basically a coin flip. It's like 51-49, right like that. But if you're a Colts fan, are you thinking, oh, this is a game we get? You know, it's it's been a long time. The Titans have won four straight games in this rivalry, and we tend to believe what we last saw. Can in What we last saw was a 24-17 uh, win for the Titans at Lucas Oil Stadium because they got off to a great start, and the Colts didn't finish strongly enough. They had a couple of shots with drives late to be able to tie the game, but couldn't get it done. Do you see them winning this game? I just have a difficult time seeing them win this game, and there are reasons for it. Chief among them, the Titans don't tend to beat themselves. You know what? If you don't beat yourself, your opponent's going to have a tough time beating you. That is an axiom as true as the first day it was uttered, and who knows who did it. Maybe it was James Naismith in basketball. Maybe it was Pop Warner. I don't know. But Newt Rockne, perhaps, But it's absolutely true. The team that doesn't beat itself usually wins. All right. um, Let's talk about the keys to this game. What do the Colts need to do and what do they need to stop the Titans from doing in order to be victorious? Number one, Frank Reich has got to not try to outsmart anybody. That's critical. Frank Reich figured out over the course of the game against the Jaguars... How to run that offense effectively. And it's quick delivery. Frank Frank Reich had Matt Ryan in a scheme on Sunday against the Jaguars where he got rid of the ball quicker. You get rid of the ball quick. All of a sudden, look what happens. The, the time to throw dropped from like 2.8 down to 2.5 seconds. Matt Ryan's time to throw. All of a sudden, picks, donut. Fumbles, donut. Because people aren't getting to him. Sacks donut. 2.5, clean slate. 2.8, you get your ass rocked, all right? You have got to stick with this quick throw offense. And one of the reasons for that is that the Titans, and this is why the Titans have been really successful against the Colts over the last four games and beyond a little bit. Jonathan Taylor against the Titans. Here's what he's done. Seven carries for 12 yards in the only game he played against him in 2020. Um, in 2021, 2021, 10 carries, 64 yards, 16 carries, 70 yards, a touchdown. His only touchdown against the Titans. And then earlier this year, the game he got hurt, 20 carries, 42 yards total. That's 53 carries, 188 yards against the Titans, 3.5 yards per carry against the rest of the NFL, his entire career. Jonathan Taylor has averaged 5.3 yards per carry. So the Titans do a really good job of limiting Jonathan Taylor. You've got to use him in moderation, but you got to use him because, as we'll talk about in a minute, you got to be able to run successfully against the Titans in order to beat them. Uh, You have got to limit... Derrick Henry, all right, in the last 13 games where he's run for 100 yards or more, the Titans are 12 and 1. That is a big deal. That's how important it is to stop Derrick Henry. In the eight games over that same period that he's run for less than 100 yards, the Titans are 3 and 5. If you limit Derrick Henry and you keep him from gashing you, You got to limit the long runs. If you can do that, you got a really good chance to beat the Titans. Um, You got to throw. Throw, throw, throw. Quick throw, deep throw, whatever you do. You got to throw because this pass defense stinks on ice. They are not good. Here's how not good they are five opponents the Titans have had. They have averaged 24 for 36 for 287 yards, 2.4 touchdowns. 0.8 0.8 interceptions, 7.4 net yards per attempt. That is last in the NFL. The number of yards they have allowed last in the NFL as well in terms of passing. Got to be able to pass against them. Uh, but you got to run two. All right. The uh, two teams that posted 100 or more rushing yards against the Titans this year, they both won. The three teams that fell short of 100 yards rushing against the Titans—they all three lost. Now, part of that is when you get a lead, you tend to run the football more, so you amass more yards. I get that. The Titans get off to though a really, really good start against their opponents, and that's got to be uh, ameliorated if you are the uh, if you're the Colts. Um, you got to stop them in the red zone or just not allow them in the red zone. In 13 trips to the red zone this season, the Titans have scored 12 touchdowns. That's that's a pace that cannot continue. Water has got to find its level, right? They are going to recede to the mean. Hopefully, it's this Sunday down in Nashville. Weather's going to be good. We'll see. Um, and again, really, really hard to beat the Titans because the Titans don't beat themselves Almost ever, and you got to win this game. If you want to win the AFC South, you got to win this game. And here's why: the remaining schedule. and Let's leave the the Commanders out of it. All right, um, they're the the next group. You don't know what you're going to get because Carson Wentz is going to be out and Taylor Heineke is going to be in, and maybe Heineke's a more likely to win quarterback. Than is Carson Wentz. But regardless, let's leave that game out of it. From that point forward, you play at New England, they're three and three. You play at Vegas, they're one and four, but they're the best one and four team in the NFL, I promise you. Then they play at home against the undefeated, at least currently undefeated, Eagles. They play at home against the Steelers, who are two and four. Then they go to Dallas, Dallas is four and two, then they go to the Twin Cities, the Vikings are five and one. They host the Chargers. Chargers are four and two. They travel to New York to play, Jersey really, to play against the Giants. Giants are five and one. And then they round out the regular season against Houston. Houston won three and one. Total that all up. The remaining teams on the schedule after Washington, 31-20-1. It is going to be really, really tough for the Colts to put together. A bunch of wins, as long as things kind of go to Hoyle, right? If not, if a couple of teams get, you know, some injury bugaboos and whatnot, things could change, Colts could get hot, all those things are true. But if you don't win this game, if you don't get to 4-2-1, and one, the path to 10-6-1 becomes very, very dark, very weed engulfed, and you're going to have a tough time cutting through it to get to your goal of making the playoffs. And frankly, the goal should be beyond making the playoffs. It should be winning in the playoffs. I think we would all, anybody who follows the Colts, would settle or call this season a success if they wound up in the postseason. Uh, Indiana, Rutgers, tomorrow, noon. I asked for it yesterday, a vaccine, some kind of vaccine, so I don't feel somehow uh, the need... To watch Indiana play football. That'd be great. Failing that, we're going to watch a game tomorrow. We're going to hope for the best. Because if they don't win tomorrow, and they're three-point dogs is all. I mean, Rutgers, they are 0-3 in the Big Ten. Indiana's 1-3 with that stupendous win against otherwise undefeated Illinois. <laughs> How'd you like to be Illinois? A lost Indiana is going to keep you from like winning the Big Ten West? How could that possibly be? Anyway, that's for Illinois fans to ponder and and rue. Indiana, winning tomorrow, they got a path to a bowl. Not winning tomorrow, they got no chance. Because they will have four games left. And those four games are at home against top 10 Penn State, on the road against top 5 Ohio State, on the road against Michigan State. That's winnable and at home in the bucket game against Purdue. You're going to have to win three of the remaining five. You cannot win three of the remaining five if you don't beat Rutgers tomorrow. uh, Pacers host the Spurs tonight. Greg Popovich, we know who he is. He's coming to town. Good to see a familiar face with the Spurs, for goodness sake. Um, Were you able to name a current Spurs player? One that you're going to know is Romeo Langford, high school superstar from New Albany, Indiana. The great New Albany Bulldog. Uh, Doug McDermott, Dougie McBuckets, coming back to town for the team he played for. Uh, but then, you know who went off for 20-11 for the Spurs in their opener? Keldon Johnson, a first-round draft pick late in the first round by the Spurs out of Kentucky. Keldon Johnson, I forgot, was in the league. He's their best player. Uh, also, they have Jakob Purtle, Purtle, Purtle. Miles Turner, of course, is going to be out. Miles Turner? What the hell? I, For God's sake, play some basketball. I got a mild sprain. I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to support my team from the sidelines while earning my $18 million a year. He gets paid a quarter million dollars a game, give or take. When's he play? Golly. Uh, Lakers, terrible. They need Buddy Heald in the worst way. Christian McCaffrey traded from the Panthers to the 49ers. I got a comment yesterday uh, asking about a potential trade of McCaffrey. How many first rounders, I think, was the question, do, do I think that the Panthers could get? And I said, none. I wouldn't trade a first rounder for a guy who in 2020 and 21 played a total of 10 games. He can't stay healthy. And this year, he hadn't been terribly productive. So the Panthers say adios to Christian McCaffrey, get a second, third, and fourth in the 23 draft and a fifth in the 24 draft. I think that the Panthers fleeced the 49ers because I don't believe McCaffrey can stay healthy. Uh, later today, interviews posted uh, with Grover Stewart and Taquan Lewis. We're going to visit with the defensive line later today. And uh, yesterday, if you didn't catch the Zaire Franklin interview, you need to. What a great dude. Honest to God. fantastic human being. Number two in the NFL in tackles, right behind Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on what is going to be an absolutely gorgeous Friday. Like 71 degrees, sunny, very nice. The great John Doherty celebrating a birthday, talking about... Great all-time New Albany Bulldogs, John Doherty, happy birthday. The great Josh Weichel, who I worked with at EmmaS, happy birthday to Josh. Lindsay Davis, the great Kim Winburn, another Emmas uh, alum. Lawrence Candelaria, happy birthday. Cindy Frost, Lawrence Goggins, Zach Bell, Jay Rio, Danny Burnside, Ted Comby, happy birthday. Jim Hammond, Mark Driscoll, and Jeff Degler, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell, and you do it a little like this. With some windmilling as we celebrate Tom Liddell's birthday up in South Bend tomorrow. There will be windmilling because that's what people do. It's what we do. You got to dance. Dance on a Friday for God's sake. And if it's not your birthday, 81 Deuce, you got to DM me on Twitter. You won what was in the prize egg last week. And I got to get your address so I can send it to you. So go on Twitter, at Kent Sterling. And DM me so I can get you your swag. Let's go. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. Lift each other. Life's long. Life's hard. And without a community of people to kind of lift us and support us, it can be a struggle. And there are people struggling. And you might make their life better. Yes, 81 Deuce, go to Twitter and DM me so I can get you your swag. I keep saying, I keep answering your comments, saying, come on, let's go. You want a Stan Musial jersey and a, uh, a, a Johnny Unitas autographed book? Come on.